It said zero seconds. It said zero seconds before start, like for eight seconds. Hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome to the Half Gen Podcast. I'm Commander oh, Shepard. I didn't know what happened because I was looking at my other monitor and I was like, why does Chris sound so shitty all of a sudden? <laughs> yep. Yep, that's why. Chris got his helmet in the mail. See, Nat wasn't expecting that. For uh, the audio listeners, I have a Commander Shepard helmet. I have expected you the... to pull the stupid blade thing out. I ordered that too. That's that's in like uh, they're trying to sell three thousand so they could buy it. Before I did it with the Infinity Gauntlet on, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, we we opened the Mass Effect uh, Legendary cash is what it's called uh earlier on the stream that was cool it came with a wearable commander shepherd helmet with lights and stuff so you could be paragon or renegade oh my god uh, chris what uh the mass effect helmet with the infinity gauntlet and the dubstep gun i know where the dubstep gun is good And then the Infinity Gauntlet on the other hand, I put because yep. the, the, the thing guns on the right hand, yep. flip that out because it's going to light up. Oh, yeah. Flip that out. Infinity Gauntlet, dubstep gun. I'm Commander Shepard. One big meme. Just a walking, talking meme. Just play the Halo theme in the background. Just for no reason. Um,. Uh, I might have to leave the podcast if you do that. That would be too cringe for me to bear. <laughs> Why does it? It Why looks it like what? my audio is not recording for some reason. On my end, you have lots of spikes. I could send. I could text you a picture. It shows. Uh, okay, it just looks spikes. like my. No, no, no. That's fine. It just looks like my bar's not moving, but maybe it is. It's, it's, Worst it's, case, it's we pull it from us. the. Okay, good. Yeah. Worst case, we pull it from the yeah. video. It just, it looked weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now it's moving. Okay. I don't know what was going on. Sorry. I, I panicked for a second. I was like, I just want to see what's going on. This is the half-gen podcast. You know, it I wouldn't be like, a half-gen podcast if like, something didn't go wrong. I know I said your uh, that outfit would be cringy, but I didn't mean it to hurt that bad. Like, it was supposed <laughs> yeah, to be tongue-in-cheek. Like, like, he's saying it. I'm just, like, looking at it intensely. You just, went, just, into, like, like, fuck? You just went into, like... The Frozone like just now. I'm you like, said. I'm like trying to say carry Twilight the one, zone, but the Frozone is the only zone I can. Where is now. my super suit? <laughs> um, yeah, lots to talk about this week. Um, this week, uh, you know, we normally, you know, one of one of our objectives, as we've said before, is is not to be too newsy. In the last couple weeks, you know, I, I realized I pulled a lot of stuff, and I was like, you know what, I'm getting too newsy. Um, so this week I had every intention of pulling that back and then a lot of important shit happened this week that we should probably talk about. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, starting with kind of, in my opinion, some of the biggest news of the week, um, Vinny Caravella, Alex Navarro and Brad Shoemaker are all leaving giant bomb as of Friday, which is not an insignificant thing because like I'm still trying to those are three effectively like you know less so Alex he came a little later but like 
three very important, not founding members, but as close as, as big as you can get without being a founding member. Um, yeah, I mean, Brad, the, Brad and Vinny really were, it was really the four of them, Brad, Vinny, Jeff, and, and Ryan at the beginning. So Yeah, because I know it was Jeff and Ryan at first, then Brad and Vinny came on shortly after. Mm-hmm. I think like after they had already became Giant Bomb, they let, once I think their contracts ended with GameSpot. Um, right, right. But yeah, they, they like there. There's a clip. They started this week's bombcast, and they, you know, it was just Vinny saying, "I'm leaving" as of Friday, and Alex also saying, "I am also leaving," and then Brad, the host of the podcast, just being like, "I am also leaving," and there are too many questions that we yeah. don't have answers for right now, and yeah. it just it all circles back to Giant Bomb's acquisition by Red Ventures, uh, that feels like probably a catalyst for a lot of what's happening here. Uh, I think Ross, you'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of seems to be the the consensus online as of right now, Jeff Gersman is staying, um, staying with the site uh, as well as Jeff Bacalar. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, well, Jeff Bacalar got from, prom- uh, he got shifted cause he was CNET and now he's in yeah, charge, he's, I think of video production for uh, GameSpot like- and giant bomb. He's like, uh, he's like con content, con, not for this content, di- content, content director, director sounds right. Yeah, so, yeah. That might be right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, as of right now, it's just the, all that remains are Jeff, Janachoa, Jeff and, uh, Jason, a striker, a striker. Yeah. So yeah, there, I, I caught a couple of clips from the Bobcast. uh, Jeff basically saying that this has kind of been in the works for, for a while at this point and uh, that they're going to take the next week or so to kind of figure out what they want Giant Bomb to be moving forward and kind of the content that'll be on the site and kind of figure things out because that's, it's, it's huge. They're, they pioneered basically Giant Bomb pioneered the personality driven video game like website um it it, it is not and it, it is not like a stretch to say that a lot of what we're trying to accomplish to a much lesser degree compared to giant bomb but a, a lot of what we're trying to accomplish here is based on the work they've done you know and, and that's the stuff we're trying to do is try and you know let our personalities do the talking not just yeah, I, you know be straight faced you know by the you know color by numbers video game site you know that was one of the big things when ross and i started all this was like yo we got to like something written by ross you should be able to read it and be like that was definitely by ross you shouldn't have to look at who the author is you just know that's ross and if i write something you know that's me you know yeah like it should be i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say and like without giant bomb today you might not have kind of funny you might not have min max you might not have what's good games like all this entire style can be traced back to when they started this site in 2008. So, um, yeah, end of an era for sure. So it's going to be crazy. Like it's going to be very interesting to see what that site becomes. I wonder if Jeff is staying due to like obligations of like, Hey, we need you to sign this deal saying you're not going to leave. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if, Because remember, when they signed the deal, Abby left immediately. 
Yeah. And then Ben yeah. left a few months later. Mm-hmm. So the writing has kind of been on the wall for them. And I want to know what the hell Red Ventures is doing because this doesn't. I don't feel like any of them have like lost the passion for what they do. For all of them to leave simultaneously, these three like figureheads of Giant Bomb. Something and and uh, you know with with Brad and Vinny or ex, no with uh, excuse me Alex and Vinny I kind of get it because Giant Bomb East is wiped with the exception of Jeff Bacalar. Um, you know, giant bomb East, there, there's not really anybody left there except for them. Yeah, but then when Brad and, and said why, he was leaving. Yeah. That's why I was surprised. I thought maybe giant bomb East was just kind of folding and, and then Brad came up and I was like, Oh no, this is, this is bigger. And the last time this happened was when they all left GameSpot. They all yeah. a very, very similar type of exit where a bunch of, then left like within days of each other at GameSpot back in the day before coming on Giant Bomb. So um, it's a it's it's an eerie echo of of that event and kind of factors that we're we'll never fully be aware of. So it's it's sad these people influenced Chris and myself a, a great deal in terms of writing and kind of the kind of coverage we want to uh, put out there. So. Yeah, it's end of an era. It's there's been so many great people through Giant Bomb, from Dan Riker to Austin Walker, Patrick Klepek. Um, it's just been the human meme been, that is uh, Drew, Drew Scanlon, Scanlon, of course. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I don't know what's next for them. Um, I don't. That's know right, because Dan if, left too. Yeah, Dan like left too. It's they've been hemorrhaging it, people for the last year, and then yeah. this is just the biggest exit. Like, what is, like, I get it that Jeff is still there. And, like, this is no disrespect to, like, Jason and Jan. But what is Giant Bomb right now? You know, because, you know, it's, Brad is a huge part of that. Vinny, like, oh, my God. Like, there's a reason Vinny went out east and started Giant Bomb East. Like, that's why he was the guy for that. Was just because he's kind of, like, become the number two. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing about this is insignificant and it's like kind of heart wrenching to see it happening in real time and kind of like experience this, you know, kind of, kind of seeing this fall apart, you know, (laughs) and and not to, not to draw the comparison, but like it kind of brought back memories of like when we kind of took that hiatus and obviously, like I said, there's no comparison to that, but there's still that personal feeling of like kind of when half gen took that hiatus and kind of, you know, you know, it, it kind of brought back those feelings. And I was just like, man, like that kind of put me in a funk for the rest of my day yesterday when I saw that, because mm-hmm. that yeah. was just it just drudged up a lot of like bad memories and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, if anything, it helped me like double down here. And I'm like, yo, I'm not letting that happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 sad. It's it's sad. But um, I haven't I haven't been following the website closely for a while now. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Abby or Ben. Um, so, and just wasn't interested in a lot of their content, but it's still I've been following these guys for uh, 13, 14 years now since their days at GameSpot. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see kind of where they end up, what they end up doing next. 
I could see Vinny completely going out of the public spotlight and just really focusing on his family. Uh, I feel like Vinny could probably get back into like more behind the scenes production. Yeah. Instead of being a face and a voice, I could see him getting a nice job, like, you know, at a different company or maybe even going back to like CBS and just being like, Hey, let me just be like a producer or something. Yeah. You know, and just so he doesn't have to move. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the big thing. He bought the house, done a ton of work there. And then, like, like, what is Alex going to do? Like, maybe he gets back into, like, PR stuff. Yeah, yeah. I could see I could see all three of them actually going into the industry, the video game industry, the developing, the publishing side, uh, the, the non-critic side. Um, like, I, I can't imagine, like, Brad Shoemaker on another podcast. No, apparently I can't, I can't and, envision uh, that. Will Smith do, do a tech podcast, apparently, which I just found out about. Uh, Will Smith from Tested, not from actor. Will Smith, from former uh, Whiskey Media alumni. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, and and none of them are huge. And, and they maybe they're they've been hungering for to to write more. In that case, I could see I could see maybe Alex or Brad joining Austin Walker and Patrick Klepek at Vice Games. I could see that. Maybe that could be interesting thing. Or maybe um, um, there's that place uh, Stephen Totillo went. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, he was the former editor in chief of uh, Kotaku. Kotaku, yeah, yeah. They, um, he started a new thing, so maybe they hop over to something like that. I have to imagine if it was enough for them to leave Red Ventures, either Red Ventures did something like made a bad deal with them, or somebody else offered them a hell of a lot more. Yeah, somebody would like have had to like the pry them away. Yeah. I, I feel, but I feel I, like yeah. it's the former. Yeah. I feel like Red Ventures for enough for Ben to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna not like I'm getting out of this. Like, I just don't want to be in it anymore." You know, mm. I I feel like Ben got burned. Abby felt burned and probably left. I, it's pure speculation on my part. I feel like Abby just probably didn't like the deal to begin with, whatever they were doing, and then Ben just kind of like went with it and then like got out when he realized, "Hey, you know, this isn't for me anymore." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, for what it's worth, like I still listen to like the podcasts and stuff and like Jan is Jan is a fun guy. Like I, like I, I, yeah. I, I agree I like with what Jason you said. Too. Or Yeah. Like they have they still have a core there, a likable core to build around. And I mm. imagine at that point, like if you're going to keep the bomb cast going, then Jeff becomes the host and then you bring Jeff Bacalar in, you know? Yeah. So you just yeah, have the two Jeffs, Jan and you, know, you got the four J's. Yeah. And um yeah, and Jeff released a statement. Uh, yes, I have that here actually. Okay, yeah, to uh, to GameSpot, um, and he's he's talking about bringing in new and familiar faces to kind of yeah. fill the void. So like, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get some people back. But it seems like again, it's all speculation. But it feels like as long as Red Venture is there, they're not getting anyone back. Or maybe people he worked with at GameSpot back in the day. Who knows? But maybe you think Danny. Well, Danny O'Dwyer has been on the podcast for weeks now. I know yeah. he's doing no clip, but do you think maybe? I don't think he can because, like, the more I thought no. about that, like maybe they try and bring him in somehow, but you can't because he's doing no clip. Yeah, no clip. And he is can't be media. Yeah. Well, no, I'm no, I'm thinking of the media thing. You can't have him be media and then be giving him all this behind the scenes stuff. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, here's the statement that uh, Jeff made. We lost Nance video. <laughs> no, I don't know what's happening. Um, 
I've spent a lot of the last year thinking about what's next for Giant Bomb, and most of those roads lead to a full-on rethink of what it means to be a website about video games in 2021. While I certainly would have loved to solve these challenges with my longtime friends and coworkers by my side, it just wasn't meant to be. I wish Vinny, Alex, and Brad the best. Meanwhile, we have a pretty exciting opportunity to broaden our horizons, rethink every facet of our operation, and get to a place where we're truly able to build that bomb all over again or die trying. <clears throat> there is a collective vision for what the future of Giant Bomb is and involves both familiar and new faces. We're already in talks with creators so that we can begin the next chapter. We're fully aware that this marks a big change, and we're using this as an opportunity to rethink what the site is. It's a chance to introduce new personalities from different backgrounds and explore categories and topics that we never have before. Rereading that sounds like Giant Bomb is not just going to be a video game site anymore. I wonder if Red Ventures... I don't know why, but this just screams influencers to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't read it's... it. Like, I read it. But reading it out loud and hearing the words, like when he says, you know, rethink every facet, you know, broaden our horizons, um, you know, we're in talks with creators. Yeah. Like what, what, okay, alternatively, it, yeah. what if Giant Bomb buys no pixel or uh, not, not no pixel, um, um, no clip. No clip. Sorry, no pixels. The GTA thing. Uh, um, what if what if they buy them and then that becomes a thing they do? Maybe. What if what if they become less editorial and more industry insider, and then they have influencers come in to be content creators? Maybe. Yeah. It's. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't read it as like influencers. I read it as like, like. Ben Pack and Abby Russell, like they had their own like YouTube channels and stuff before starting Giant Bomb. I think, yeah. I, I think what what he means by that is not necessarily looking for other like editorial, like former magazine people, just kind of broadening who they look at to potentially fill it. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like, I feel I like, know, I, yeah, I just feel like yeah. when it says personalities and different backgrounds. I feel like this is shifting from because they have GameSpot and to yep. Red Ventures, I could see them being like, hey, we don't need two video game focused websites. And I could see that being a sticking point for them of like, hey, like, you know, GameSpot literally has game in their name. You guys are giant bomb. You can shift. And I could see guys like Alex, Vinny and Brad being like, you know, no, like. I want to either stay in games or do something like that. I'm not interested in being this big, broad thing. And maybe Jeff's on board for that because he's got a lot of industry contacts, you know, across multiple industries. And maybe that's something that works for them. I just feel like this is the more I read this now, this feels like a shift to more of like a, like almost like a, like a personality driven, like just, you know, multimedia kind of thing like entertainment as a general focus kind of thing. Which is weird because GameSpot's doing that. They're doing movie reviews and like they're reporting on that stuff already. And so I wonder if like maybe you take some, maybe you take some of that away from GameSpot. Maybe that's what they're talking about with familiar faces. Maybe they reshuffle some of those staffs and they move maybe. that over to Giant Bomb. And maybe, then you keep just, GameSpot focused yeah. on the games. 
potentially yeah yeah i just because i feel like that's one of the things so much bigger um that just shifting stuff around that could be it i don't know i i just feel like like that that could be like the thing and i just like rereading that statement i just feel like that's not you know maybe influencers isn't the right word but like me i just think when they say like creators and personalities i'm thinking of like them bringing in like well-known people they want like they want name power you know brand power Mm -hmm. so they would i i could see red ventures being like hey you know what if we're gonna drive traffic to this especially since giant bomb is already on a subscription Mm-hmm. If you yeah. keep that format, you start locking more stuff, unfortunately, behind premium. You start bringing in all these, like, well-known people, and then that becomes a revenue – excuse me, a revenue stream for them. Yeah, it seems – Because – It just it, – it, it feels weird it that does. Jeff would be on board for that. Like, that – it feels like kind of what you talked about to where he must have some contract in place or something. There's got to be something where he can't leave. Yeah. Like, I don't see – I don't see him being, like, on board for – that type of change. If the other thing could be, the other thing could be his wife's pregnant again. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So like, maybe it's just a situation where it's like, Hey, you know, let's get this baby going. Let's stick with this, you know, uh, you know, drudge through this for a little bit. And then we move on to something else. I, I don't know. I, I was always worried when giant bomb got bought by CBS interactive when they got bought back in. And I yeah. get like why he would probably have to do that because managing that is probably a nightmare. And having those resources available is probably a huge thing, but it just always felt like this was kind of a thing that could happen because you have GameSpot and you have Giant Bomb. GameSpot has all the personnel, or excuse me, Giant Bomb has all the personalities, but GameSpot gets most of the traffic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see going forward. Uh, Like, who knows if... Like we said, they all start something new. I know Drew Scanlon was doing a cloth map, which was his Patreon where he was exploring like gaming across the world, where he would it was similar to Noclip where there would be documentaries, but you'd visit and kind of uh, kind of delve into like the game industry in Brazil, that sort of thing. And it uh, wasn't even to, just like, video games. Like he no. found some game in Mongolia that people were playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I know cloth map folded. Um, he, he ended up stopped doing it. I think about a year ago, maybe six months ago. So, uh, he don't know what he's been doing. Maybe just freelance video stuff. Who knows? But, um, I like yeah. the unintentional pun there. Cloth map what? folded. Oh, good. Yep. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see, um, in the coming weeks, uh, what everyone does. Um, I hope they all don't go the uh, just like full time streamer route like Dan Riker did because. Well, no, Dan Riker uh, works for WWE. Yeah, but most of his stuff is is streaming. Yeah. He's a he's a podcast producer, but he streams a ton. Yeah, um, no, yeah, he like, does do that. Yeah, it's just there's there's only so many people you can follow and stream or people who stream. It's just like. <sighs> I don't know. It'll be interesting. That's we we're going in circles at this point. But, uh, yeah. Yep. But um, yeah. My wishing our best to all of them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a Giant Bomb and you know, Vinny, Brad, and Alex. Uh, it's just it's 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 crazy. Um, though not as crazy. Uh, I know you guys are probably not gonna love this right away. 
but we got to talk about it because there's a ton of shit coming out of this Apple and Epic lawsuit going on right now. It has hit the courts. Litigation is happening. And there are a ton of like details coming out from everyone. Um, such as, for example, Microsoft, who announced uh, earlier this week, you know, before we get into the litigation stuff, they are cutting their Windows Store, specifically Windows Store, uh, revenue take to 12% to match the Epic Game Store. Hmm. So that's going to put more pressure on, you know, someone like Valve, um, because now Windows Store is going to be much more likely to get PC releases day and date, uh, and also possibly easier for Microsoft to sign an exclusive deal for that. Um, so Valve is kind of getting put in a position where they have to do something soon. Um, because the risk is if you don't do something at this one, like it's one thing when it's just Epic, but when Microsoft starts getting involved and their store is installed on every PC before even yours is, you know, you got to start to consider that of like, Hey, if these people can already get these games, we got to, you know, we got to make sure that people are going to keep putting games on our platform, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. Microsoft has the bigger install base at this point because they own Windows and it's very easy for them to put a thing on the side. Hey, you like games? Check out the Windows store, you know. Um, but according to let me find which one of these is the story I'm looking for. Sorry, there's a bunch of stuff here. Um Microsoft was considering making the same move with the Xbox store. Oh, so they were very close. Uh, this was a document, um, in a document from January. And this was part of the court proceeding. Um, this was a confidential document that was released to the court. Uh, as of January, they were listing a 12% cut to PC gamers. And they said within calendar year 21, they were going to move all games to an 8812 on the Xbox store, which would be drastic in the industry because Sony and Nintendo all take 30 because, right. you know, that's just the nature of the business on console. Um, but yeah, so they were going to cut their revenue down to 12% there. But it, it was a thing where a lot of people were like, it doesn't make sense to do that because they already lose money. It was brought up in the court that apparently Microsoft has never made a profit on their consoles. Hmm. Like through all the Xboxes, they, they have not made money on an Xbox console. They always sell at a loss. So that would be the thing is Microsoft would lose a ton of revenue by doing that on a, on a platform that is itself not profitable. You know, and so that's yeah, a that, that makes sense. That's a tough sell. So yeah. Microsoft has recently come out and said that they are not making that change to consoles because I don't I don't think that I don't think that's the battleground that needs to be fought on right now. And I think Microsoft probably thought better of it of like, yo, we could do this and we'd pull a bunch of people who want to put their game like because then at that point, you know, even the Japanese developers would be like, well, it doesn't cost us anything barely to put it on an Xbox. Why not? You know, we'll make more money on those on those copies than on a PlayStation, you know, Mm -hmm. so it helps them. It benefits them. But that's a shake up in the industry in an industry that depends so much on their own isolated hardware 
I think they probably thought better of that for the right reasons. Um, but yeah, so they, they were strongly considering that and again, opted not to do it. Um, there were, there was speculation that it was maybe going to be a thing of like, Hey, we'll only give this revenue split to you. If you allow our games to be, or if you allow your games to be streamed on X cloud. So that might've been like a thing for developers. Like, Hey, let us get the like streaming rights to your game and we'll give you a better split. But that would imagine that that would have been nuts. If Microsoft did that, like that, that would have shaken the industry the the console business at least oh yeah for sure yeah it will be microsoft kind of taking the first step again like they did with game pass and like they're doing with x cloud taking the first like massive step in that direction yeah like i hate to say it though but like i don't think consoles i think like you know if you ask developers they'll probably tell you obviously you know they want to make more money but like at a certain point, you know, when you're not making money on the hardware, like I don't think anybody, maybe Nintendo is, I don't know if they're making money on the switch right now, but consoles are more often than not sold at a loss. And like you're, you're, you're paying that fee to get access to that install base that is being curated by somebody else that is selling those platforms for you. So you can get more people. Like it's kind of a give and take thing. It's a little less. So like I can see the argument more against steam, than I can against a console manufacturer, you know, cause steam is already steam is just taking advantage of a platform that's already out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. kind of a store within a store almost. Um, but yeah, so I thought, th- okay, yeah, here's the thread. So I pulled this thread. Uh, so today a Microsoft representative was actually uh, testifying today. Uh, there were a couple of things I wanted to pull from this kind of Twitter thread. A lot of people have been like live tweeting it because you can, you can listen in on it. Like there it's public. You can watch the trial. Um, so they were talking about, they were grilling Epic a little bit on like, okay, so why do you support the 30% split on a console, but you don't support it on an iPhone? And Epic's big argument was that, you know, an iPhone is more than a gaming device, whereas an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch are dedicated gaming devices. And they said they need that revenue share because, as Microsoft proved, they don't make money on the consoles. So that's kind of how they're explaining that. Apple basically wants them to kind of talk themselves into a corner. Uh, But a lot of it was... They wanted to know the difference between like AAA and other developers. So they had them break that down as like, hey, you know, so what's the difference here? And they basically said that AAA games as they are on a console would not come to an iPhone. That's what isolates the experience a little bit. Uh, Like they said, Halo is just too big for iOS. And then they were asked, you know, why would a developer only develop for the iPhone and not the Xbox? Um, And that, like they're basically just trying to get them to explain like, okay, what makes your platform special compared to Apple? Why, why does Microsoft get to do this? And like, why would you change your revenue split on PC and not on your console? And it's the argument there of like, well, PC is much more out there. It's a different type of platform, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it, it, it pulled in a lot of just, questions it brought up like a lot of questions about like you know how how the it 
maybe not questions. It brought up a lot of information on kind of how the industry really works. Like we knew about these revenue splits, but like if you read these threads, like they are grilling these people basically on like, how does Xbox run their business? And it's a lot of like insight into how that's done. Like how Microsoft looks at their platform, how they treat it and how they look at like, Hey, you know, this compared to PC compared to putting it on this. Um, they were asked about their X cloud, uh, because they were denied the app on Apple. They had to make a web app instead for Safari. And they're like, you know, the Apple lawyer is like, Hey, everybody's raving about your app. You know, what's really the difference between having an app for this or having it running in Safari. And they were like, well, it's because we didn't have the options. Like, but everybody is using this. Everybody likes this. It's working, you know? So Apple trying to defend their position, stuff like that. That's not so much what I wanted to get into, but I'm sorry. I'm looking through this thread and there's just like a fucking ton here. They added a bunch to it. I guess they kept talking. Holy crap. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go through this thread anymore. It's too much. Um, Last two, God, there's, I'm telling you, there is so much here. It, it's nuts. So, okay, let's swap to PlayStation because believe it or not, there is a ton coming out from PlayStation right now. It has been discovered that PlayStation gets bonus revenue on a cross-play game if they don't make as much money on their platform as they believe they should. So basically, oh. there's this split. So if in a month, well, I'm trying to zoom this in real quick. So if in a month, there's a cross-platform revenue of a million dollars and PSN gets most of that, as long as they get like a 90% revenue share or something like that, then, or no, it was 85, 85% revenue share then they don't take any extra money. But if there's a million and they only make 600,000, Epic pays them based on a percentage of like the revenue they missed. So like in a scenario where there was a million and PSN only made 600,000, Epic would pay Sony $52,000 for lost revenue for somebody buying something on an Xbox instead of on a PlayStation for Fortnite. And that is the only company in this whole scenario that has that deal in place, which is kind of like the real crazy part that Sony basically did that. That was the only way they could get them to play ball. Basically like there there's emails going back and forth where Epic was swearing like, Hey, we're going to make you guys look like the heroes. We're going to announce cross play with our new season. Like we'll do all this extra stuff for you. And then at the end, they're just like, Epic's not changing its mind. And they're like, there's no scenario where we don't get what we want. This was when Fortnite was blowing up back in like 2018 when Sony eventually did cave. Um, God is, it was just, reading through all this and just seeing like there's so much arrogance on both sides like geo Corsi just sending an email to epic and being like nobody has been able to show us why having cross play is valuable to us like how are we making money on this basically and then mm -hmm. epic just being like look we're gonna get it one way or another either you can agree to it or we're gonna make it happen yeah 
Yeah, not not surprised by the arrogance to be honest. But yeah, um, there was a breakdown of what Epic paid to get all uh, a bunch of their free games prior to or in 2019, I believe it was. Uh, and let me tell you, some of these numbers are shockingly low. So they basically broke it down as the cost of getting a new user, how much it cost them for what they paid for the game and how much it effectively cost them to get a new user out of it. So a game like Subnautica, they paid $1.4 million to give away Subnautica for free for a week or whatever, excuse me, however it was. They gave away 4.6 million copies of the game. And of those, 800,000 were new Epic accounts. So they paid $1.74 per new user. Uh, in games like Metro Exodus or Metro 2033 Redux, they didn't pay a penny for that. Not one penny to give that game away. And they gave away another 4.6 million units of that. Um, the most money they gave was to Batman, uh, the, for the Batman Arkham games, they gave 1.5 million and they got, they did six and a half million copies. But like, you look at some of these like indie games, Abzu, $150,000. They paid them for that. The end is nigh 200,000 Fez, $75,000 to give away two and a half million copies of Fez for honor, $63,000. Like torchlight, hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like yeah, just I mean, uh, like some of the numbers, I think make sense because I think a lot of those games are older and they're they would not make that in months and months and months at this point. Um, so I think the numbers for some of those make make total sense, um, especially with the the smaller games. I like, mean, some it, of them, but like like end is nigh, like Fez, like Fez was like. 2012 2013 like that game is not making $75,000 so I I get you that's the thing you'd be surprised Uh, like transistor $200,000 yeah like but the thing is oxenfree $200,000 axiom verge $80,000 the thing is is that a lot of these games still do make a good chunk of money like a lot of developers have been talking about it. They've been talking about like how like stuff like on steam works. And they said like, yeah, we make a lot of money up front, but they said the whole thing is, is they make a lot more money on the tail end than people think they do. Like a lot of games continue to sell relatively well long into their lifetime. And so I don't like, it's not so much. It's like, just remember, it's not so much the dollar amount they paid to get it. It's the dollar amount relative to how many copies they actually gave away. Because, like, you know, you might think, yeah, 200000 for transistors, nothing. Or, you know, yeah, that's an old game. But then it's two and a half million copies. But it wouldn't have sold the two and a half million copies. It might have on the right sale. It would have taken a very long time. Uh, like, I think, especially if most of these... I can't remember if they're a month or a week. Like most of these are a week. Like I think I think these make these make total sense because yes, they like so many copies, like two and a half million copies, all this stuff. But like if it wasn't free, two and a half million copies would have taken a lot longer. So 
Um, I think I think a lot of the prices make sense. And yes, they do make a lot of money on the tail end. This is just kind of like a like a short jump start or like a energy drinks worth of extra extra sales, basically. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I've I've just seen a lot of people like a lot of like indie devs on Twitter since this has come out being like, yo, ask more money for your games because mm-hmm. a lot of them were just like, they didn't ask for enough. Yeah. So there, there is a belief. There is a belief that the, that they definitely did not do enough for some of these indie devs. Um, hold on. I'm just trying to see if this was something related to the courts or not. No. All right. That was a lot of the big stuff coming out of the court case. Um, yeah, that that was pretty much it. There's just, a, there's a lot of like, I really encourage anybody who's like inter- interested in how the industry is like really run, like, it, like really run to go and look at that stuff because there are threads and threads of tweets of art. There, there's tons of articles it really gives you like a lot of insight into how the industry actually works. And I've, I've actually had a really good time reading a lot of that stuff. Um, it's, it's been kind of eye opening in a lot of ways. So I definitely encourage people, anybody interested in that stuff, seek it out. It's there. And, uh, I am going to move on to other stuff. So a lot of this other stuff, this was more of the normal stuff I was going to try and pull. Um, IO is working on another game. They're still finishing up Hitman 3. They're working on 007. But apparently, they might be working on an Xbox-exclusive fantasy game. Oh. Uh, this was reported by Windows Central uh, and corroborated by Eurogamer. So the report states that it's a fantasy IP. It's going to take place in a medieval setting and feature dragons. Um, Eurogamer knows that it's AAA in scope. It will be set in a large world, but not much else is known. Um, I feel like this would be, you know, other than like, you know, like little ninjas um, or mini ninjas or whatever it was. This would be kind of a first for IO kind of getting out of the more realistic, or at least in a very long time you know, getting it out of like the realistic. Yeah, for sure. I just uh, looking spectrum. at their, their catalog. It's been all Hitman, freedom fighters, Kane and Lynch, many ninjas. And then apparently the working title for this project is project dragon. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. That So this is apparently what project dragon is. Right. Right. So, Hey, it's the Hitman games aren't for me. I, but I recognize how good they are. So I'm, I'm excited to see what IO does with a, a new genre, some new gameplay. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, they're very talented developers. I wonder if it would be like, obviously you're not going to have as, as funny as it sounds like you're not going to have like a medieval hitman game. Dude. <laughs> Imagine Speaking being open existence. world. <laughs> you just got the bow and you're just like, you're dead. Regicide. <laughs> at that point, it's just like thief. I guess at that point, almost. <laughs> Make a good thief game. I don't know. Yeah, make a good thief game. <laughs> Sell them thief. Yeah, make a make a Splinter Cell. Remember Splinter when they were owned by Square and they didn't have them make a thief game? I do. I do. Missed opportunities. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I am interested. That sounds like a very different game than anything else they've made. Yeah. And I, I, I hope it's good. Like, I hope it's something that like a big passion project for them, uh, regardless of if it's, if it's exclusive or not, I hope it's a really good game. Same, um, same. speaking of games, uh, that weren't good when they, or I guess not speaking of anything related to IO, let's talk about some games that weren't good. Um, cyberpunk managers, you know, it's crazy. That game came out and it was a disaster on previous giant consoles, but it sold so much that they're still going to get their goddamn bonuses. The management team uh, is going to get... Oh, and by the way, the game is still not available on the PlayStation Store. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to ask how those last-gen versions are doing after several months. Cyberpunk's score on Metacritic is 57 for the PlayStation is that, 4. Is that the critic or user? I believe that's critic. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um... So their CEO is going to get a bonus of 24, uh, uh, effectively 6.3 million U.S. dollars. Uh, a board member and the director of Cyberpunk is going to get 4.2 million. The game's director. Um, they're part of a profit sharing plan because Cyberpunk was the best selling game in the company's history. I believe they sold 13.8 million copies uh, of the game. So that's kind of on us. That's that's on us. Some employees will receive a profit sharing bonus of anywhere between five and nine thousand, while other more senior employees will get fifteen to twenty thousand. Interesting. The people, yeah, you know, who worked really on well. the game. Yeah, yeah. I own yeah. it, unfortunately. I Me I'm too. contributing to that. Um Still haven't played it. Yeah, still don't have like a huge desire to go back after the couple hours I put in, but I will someday probably. Um, kind of keeping with the CJ Project Red news, uh, the director of Witcher Three has left CG, CD Project Red after a four-month uh, investigation of workplace bullying uh, on his part uh, to other employees. So. He started at the company in 2004 and worked his way up to become director of our game of the generation. Um, and apparently he's a your real game jerk. of the generation. The half-gen's game of the generation. Your automata in our hearts. Half, half hearts and minds. Of the generation. If, if, if you can't say hearts and mind if it's just one heart. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are other if, believers out there. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we can't, if, if we have to say the Final Fantasy VII remake is half gen's game of the year, you're all right. Listen, listen, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm just having How some dare fun. You? I'm having some fun um, at your expense. How dare there's you? There's no, there's no fun here. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of expense leaving. here. It'll be interesting to see if he lands anywhere else. But uh, I don't think so. But yeah, probably, he's bullying people. Not. He shouldn't. Yeah, he might. So I mean, we've seen, we saw Ray Rice get another job. So. Who knows? Anything can happen. Uh, yeah, that's that. <sighs> yeah. Um, on the topic of, um, you know, sh shitty things happening to developers, uh, Paradox Interactive, uh, developers of games like Stellaris and Europa Universalis and Hearts of Iron uh, have had enough of their fan base. Um, because they said that the toxicity in their forums is driving their developers away from them. Wow. 
yeah. Uh, this was a statement from, I think from, okay. There's a content designer, uh, Archangel 85 made this statement. Often we do face a debate culture that is not enjoyable to take part in where it is taken, uh, as a given that devs are late are either lazy or incompetent. And that where everything we do is viewed through that lens. Not only is it incredibly demoralizing to spend months of your life creating something only to see the people you made it for tear it to shreds. It is also a debate that gives no one anything. And then they went on to make a uh, further point. We aren't paid to wade through pages of abuse to find a few nuggets of useful feedback. So that feedback is not acted on. Uh, and then the executive chairman of their board our forum has always been an important way for us to communicate directly with our fans, and I would not be a supporter of closing it down. However, there are certain things that I'd like to uh, point out. Uh, and then he goes into... Uh, he, he talks more about, like, other stuff. Because, like, somebody was like, hey, it's time to purge the, the forums, and he goes on to a thread kind of explaining, like, hey, you know, we're not going to do that. Uh, this is... A lot of this is pointed to... Um, a recent release, I think it was for Europa Universalis for uh, a Leviathan expansion, um, which came out in a horrible, horrible state. Like there were still like temporary assets in the game that were like very clearly not supposed to be there. Like basically they just released the game way too early and then they started fixing it. And so it became the lowest rated game on Steam. Period. Like it is the bottom of Steam. Uh, so that's what caused a lot of it. But paradox has historically had this problem where the people go on their forums and just start tearing every release they make apart. Uh, and that is just like the pinnacle of toxic gamer culture. Yeah, like that's, there's, that's too bad. there's a time for constructive feedback. There is no time for, like the, 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 these developers are not lazy. This game is still getting updates. It's been out for like 12 years and it's still getting expansions. That's not laziness. That's passion. It was a different team that made it granted. So, you know, maybe there's some growing pains there. You know, I, I can understand player frustration in a situation like this, where it's very clear that the game should not have been released. Like that expansion should not have been released. It should have been delayed. Regardless of that, you don't get to go out and just be like, these devs are lazy and competent because I sure don't see you doing the job. You know, that's one of yeah. the few things that's one of the few things I try to draw the line on. You know, there there are times like certain, uh, you know, former directors of Days Gone trying to tell people how to spend their money. That's not OK. But, you know, you can't go to them and just be like, like that is one of the things I refrain from in all conversation about games. I don't like to call developers lazy. I don't like to call them incompetent because they're trying to make the best game they can make. And I honestly believe like you can tell the difference between a mistake and laziness because there are some actual games made by very lazy people who just want to make a couple quick bucks. You can tell that shit right away in the mountains of shovelware on steam. That's not what this is, you know? So let's just get that out of the way, you know, first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, the internet is a terrible place full of people who feel invincible behind keyboards. Um, it's, it's unfortunate and it's sad that 
it's affecting this team so much that it's driving people away from the company. It's, it's like, I, I get if, if like they shipped the game and there were temporary assets and stuff like that's a legitimate complaint to have, but it's about how you frame your issues with the game. And if you're just going on there to be negative and bash, like find a better use of your time. Um, because you, you're wasting it into showing that you have nothing else going on in your life, really. So, and, and it's just like I, I, I almost wish like Paradox would kind of like the, the one of the big solutions for this because Paradox has their own launcher for their games on Steam, so it launches into a launcher. Mm. I think what they should do is they should have people link their Steam accounts. They should have people link their game accounts all to their forum IDs. And if you're being negative in that forum, you should get banned from the game. Just be like, hey, how do you like the game now that you can't play it online with your friends? You know, which, you know, that might not be what they're doing. But I think it would be cool if they were able to take action. If they were able to be like, hey, guess what? Have fun not going online on this game for two weeks because you're an asshole in our forums. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a, it's a, it's a balancing act, man. It's tough between being overly punitive and not going far enough with punishments. So, well, that's the thing is like right now with a forum for the most part, like, yeah, you have to make the account. Um, and you know, I, I don't actually remember if the account is the same, but like, regardless, even if you, you, you can just make a throwaway account and probably get on that forum. Like they're not going to check to see if you own the game. So you can make an account, get on that forum, talk all the shit you want. Even if they ban you on the forum, it has no impact on you. You can just do it again. That's why I'm saying you shouldn't be able to even talk on the forum unless they like, you know, like register your CD key, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like not a CD key, but you know what I mean? Like link your Steam account. We want to make sure you own this game before you start talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to just dump on the game, hey, Reddit's there for everyone. But on the official game forums for like feedback, come on. Yeah. And I mean, like, even trust me, like I'm, I'm in a community with destiny of people who have a lot of feedback for the developer and, you know, for, for as many threads as I see on Reddit of just like, guys, this ain't it. You know, I, I don't see anything close to what they're talking about here, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as like just the, the complete mistreatment of these developers, like it's, it's disrespectful and it's fucking embarrassing. Uh, as a member like of of this community of of this you know medium it's it's embarrassing like you're you're literally the worst of us yeah congratulations you are the worst yep and you sure as hell won't be the last of us the same people who fucking turn that into a battleground you're also the worst you're all the worst If you go on a forum and start just talking lazy devs, incompetent, blah, 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 either do better or shut the fuck up. Like, honest to God. Those are your two options. Either do it better yourself or keep your mouth shut. Instead of taking time out of your day to complain about something, why don't you try doing something productive or trying something else that you find something that makes you happy? Because clearly this ain't it. This is not the fucking thing for you. If, if your reaction to, oh, well, this game wasn't what I expected to go on and just like 
blast the devs and just be like these fucking people they i can't fucking believe you know like then find a new hobby this ain't it it's never gonna be it for you everybody has their vision everybody's trying to make the best game that they think they're making not everybody's gonna like everything about it but you keep playing because there's something you do like about it but if you're on that forum all day if you're spending as much time in the forum as you are on the game you're not enjoying the game it's just a fact. Um, but yeah, that's just Jesus. Um, PlayStation. Let's get into some good news. We got some good news. A couple good stories here to kind of end it out on. Uh, Sony has announced a new partnership with Discord, which is kind of the match made in heaven we've been waiting for someone to do for like yeah, the last okay. couple of years. Yeah, um, Xbox has had Skype on Xbox for a while, but they had already no ruined Skype that. by that point. <laughs> Skype yeah. was already dead. Like it was just, you know, <laughs> it was, it was like, um, what was the movie? Was it weekend at Bernie's or something? What was it? What was the movie where they had the dead guy and they kept weekend making him Bernie's. look like he, it is. Yeah, yes. Weekend thank you. Yeah. It's weekend at Bernie's and Skype was burning and they were just trying to make it look like, look, Skype's here. Say hi, Skype. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some Discord has needed to be on consoles for for a while at this point. And after recently, Microsoft in talks to just flat out buy Discord. This is it's an interesting turn uh, with Sony. I, th- I feel like this conversation was being had regardless, and maybe oh, yeah. Sony yeah. was waiting to see what was going on with Microsoft, and maybe yeah, Discord sure. decided like, look, we can make this deal with Sony. We can probably make a similar deal with Xbox, and then we can stay independent. Yeah, I'm sure that's almost, I'm sure that's exactly what it was. And then they just filed the IPO. So um, Jim Ryan himself uh, went on the PlayStation blog. Uh, It's in this spirit. We're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. Uh, Together, our teams are already hard at work at connecting Discord with your social and gaming experience on PlayStation Network. Our goal is to bring Discord, uh, the Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year, allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, and communicate more easily while playing games together. Which sounds like Discord is coming to PlayStation. Sounds, sounds great. I'd love to have like Discord that, on PlayStation. That should happen. That's great, especially with all these games getting crossplay and all these people playing like exactly. on their PlayStation to you know, whether it's Fortnite, whether it's Call of Duty, whether in a couple months it's going to be Destiny. I have so many people I can't wait to play Destiny with who only play it on console, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, now just hop on Discord, my guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not <laughs> having on it, your console for being myself being primarily a console gamer. Being able to not have to always have a computer next to me to have Discord running is huge. <laughs> so they just gotta they gotta hit all of them. And Nintendo, do, I feel like, will do. be the hardest of them. But I feel like Microsoft, if Sony has the deal, Microsoft will match it. I feel like they're yeah, obligated. I, and I feel so. like Discord's probably yeah. already talking about that. Like, hey, like I know you, we wouldn't let you buy us, but like let's still do this. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a smart play. I think they're probably not going to really try Nintendo. Because Nintendo's already communication app is already through the phone, so they probably in their Fortnite mindset, does support uh, voice through the like you can plug in uh, earbuds with a microphone directly into the Switch and use them on Fortnite. Okay, I think it's on a game by game basis. 
It's just you know, Nintendo it's like, is so bass backwards that it's like they they, know, they they still think they're in fucking 2014 or something. I don't know. It's like it's like PS2 online where everything was its own. You had your own like gamer tag for each game, and yeah, yeah it's like the so days when we would go into Rainbow Six Vegas, get in a private match so we could talk, and then play Resistance. <laughs> Yes. Before was there was a party chat on Xbox, yep. we would just go into Rainbow Six Vegas, private match, get all of our friends in there. And then like we'd set it to like friends only or something or like I'd get a message and be like, hey, invite me. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? It's, it was always John. We're playing. You guys are playing Vegas. No, we're playing resistance. He'd be like, <laughs> oh, OK, well, I'm okay, just going to chill, I guess. And it's like, all right, that's fine. We're just playing resistance. You should play it. Not nah, gamer score. <laughs> <laughs> God, we got to get him on one of these days. He who wants to get on real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Humble Bundle uh, was changing their policy. You know how they're famous for uh, donating to charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to change a little bit of that. They were going to cut the maximum charity portion to fifteen uh, percent. Uh, they were going to get rid of the sliders and just have buttons and decide like how much Humble gets, how much the de- developer gets, and then the max for the charity was going to be fifteen percent. Um, there was a lot of community outcry about that. They decided not to do that anymore. Um, so they're going to bring back the sliders, but they're not done trying to figure it out. So there's no more limit on, you know, what you can give to charity, which was a very important part of that whole business, you know, is that you got to pick with those bundles, how much went to charity. And that was why a lot of people bought those. Um, It's never, it's never a good, good PR move to make the amount you can give to charity less. <laughs> uh, no, it is. Uh, one might say move. never a good move. Yep. 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 Never, never, ever a good move should not be done. Don't do it. I feel like uh, if it wasn't as like, I feel like humble very much is like a pay what you want kind of service. Like they don't really seem like, I feel like a lot of people go there to get great deals on games, which, you know, is their prime is like how most people use it but on the other hand they are kind of like pay what you want for a game like you could if you wanted to you could give them a hundred dollars for a five dollar bundle and they'll gladly take it but yeah it's like but that's but that was that was acceptable because you could give them a hundred bucks and give 90 of it to charity or something exactly. you know what i mean but only giving $15 to charity at that mm-hmm. point, it's like nobody's going to give those high numbers anymore because they don't care. They, you know, they, realistically, you're buying that bundle for one of two reasons. You're going to spend it the least you can to get the games you want mm-hmm. because you just want the games at a good price. The only time you're spending more, I honest, honestly, like, you know, maybe this isn't the case, but I believe 95% of the time, the only reason you're spending a penny more than that is to give, is it, to to give it to the charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's not for humble and it's not for the developer. You want that money to go to the charity. Yep. Agreed. So like, that's just taking that money away. Yeah. It puts more money in their pocket, which I'm sure is what they want. That's why you got the humble store. Well, they get more people to, to buy stuff there. Have they've been trying to change a lot of stuff behind the scenes ever since their acquisition from IGN. Yeah. That was always one of my big concerns. All these acquisitions. And it's always a concern. And now they're all coming to fruition. So I feel like a lot of people now are just in the acquisition business to, you know, diversify their portfolio. The whole industry is consolidating. And they don't really get why they'll buy something and not really get why it works or how it works. 
they'll just buy oh, yeah. it based off of name and traffic sake. Yeah, or like even like not even acquiring, but like putting people in high ranking positions in the in video game industry who are like really successful movie execs or something like that, where they don't have no idea how the industry works, but they've been successful elsewhere. So the company's just like, yeah, we'll just slot them in there. We'll do fine. And then ruin the company. Yeah. <laughs> so look so, at yeah. the eternal struggle. That is, you know, even people who know what they're doing in video games. What is it? Warren Spector for, um, fucking what's that game? Star citizen. Is Warren is Spector Warren? star it- citizen? Is it? It's one of the big guys. It might not be him. Hmm. Hold on. Anyway, uh, know what you mean. Now I gotta know. Star Citizen creator. Chris Roberts. I'm sorry. Chris Roberts. I knew it was one of the big, one of the former like you know big in like the 80s 90s type guys. Um, right. Chris Roberts and like that game is raising all this money and it's a fucking nightmare. And this guy like, made a couple of really good games. I think he made like Wing Commander 3 or 4, whichever the good one was. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, now everybody's giving him all this money, but where's the game, you know? Yeah. Made more money than any other game in history, and it's like not out. It's crazy how it's been in development for like 10 years. <sighs> um, last bit of good news here. Uh, Ross, especially of interest to you, I believe. Mm. Uh EA realized there's a lot of past Mass Effect Deluxe Edition content that was tied to those games. Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3 had to buy the expensive copy. They're not going to be part of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and they want this to be as inclusive a thing as they can. And so you would think EA would be like, hey, give us 20 bucks, we'll give you this stuff. Instead... They gave it away for free. <laughs> you can go onto a website right now. It's right. a 1.7 gig download package that includes all three Mass Effect soundtracks complete. One, two, and three. It includes the digital art books for Mass Effect 2 and 3, and it includes the digital comic books and a digital lithograph of the Normandy. Oh. All of that link after this <laughs> for free right now. I downloaded it. I and sure. Like I now have all three mass effect soundtrack. I'll put it in staff chat for you. Uh, no, I have, do. that's the, the game spot article. Um, but yeah, all, I have all three mass effect soundtracks in my YouTube music. Now, like they even included a track that they recorded for legendary edition in that for free. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You can also, I sent you a picture before. They have a website where you can make your own custom box art for the legendary edition. And you can put like, it asks you who are your two favorite party members? Who's your most trusted companion? Who's your backup squad? You know, with that link as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's literally just the box art. It's like the PlayStation cover. My desktop background right now is literally the cover I made for Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So it's got like all my favorite characters. Like it's got Tally and, you know, Garrus right next to me. And then like Liara's down there. You know, Rex is like my most trusted companion kind of guy. And it's like you can make your own. You can choose if it's Paragon or Renegade. They are doing all this really cool shit for this game, which really like indicates to me like EA knows this has to be good. (laughs) Like they know. can't be a Master Chief Collection situation. They know how big this game needs to be for them, and they know how big it already is. 
Yeah. For, so, uh, for, for the listeners, I think we can put those links in the show notes. I think that's something we can probably do. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I think everything I'm going to link this GameSpot article because it has everything. Cool. Um, cool. credit. Cause that's where I found it all from them. Mm-hmm. That's why I pulled this. Um, yeah, nice. that also has the link to the key art creator. So you can make it like you, you can either do it as like a box art. Um, mm-hmm. you can save it for something, but you can also save it as a 4k wallpaper. That's awesome. And that's what I did to get it on my PC. Um, like you can choose the for the background, like that's in Shepard's body. Like I have like the Reapers landing on the Citadel. Spoilers, I get. Uh, it, like the Reapers landing on the Citadel and stuff like that. Um, like you can even choose that. Like they just have so many options, and you can keep making them. You can randomize them, and like it, it was it was fun. Like <laughs> it sounds stupid, but I had fun making it because I was like, oh my god, yes, these guys got to be these two. All right, who's my most? This guy's got to be wrecked. Okay, backup squad cleanup crew grunt. Yeah, he's coming in, and I was just like, like at the end, I'm like, fucking throw Jacob in there. Let's go. <laughs> it was good i had a lot of fun making it <laughs> like it, it sounds so stupid and then just seeing the renders like with the bot like you could just slot that into your case and just see like it's got the background of like play the legendary game tri- game trilogy like all that box art shit on it it's great mm. i love it you could print that out like it's so cool that's, that's cool that's cool it's, it, and it's all free all of it good, is free good, good guy ea coming back sh- showing showing their head one more time <laughs> Yeah. So like, holy shit. Good for you, EA. You could have charged money for this and people would have paid it, but you didn't. And so props you three full sound. There's 88 tracks of music. It's crazy. And it's all really good because it's mass effect. Uh, But yeah, that was, um, it's good stuff. That was the last piece. That was, yeah. (sighs) There's a lot going on in the industry right now. But uh, shit, let's, let's talk about some games that we've been playing. Let's do it. You oh, go? Uh, one other brief thing. Oh, while sure. We were on Mass Effect. Uh, they did come out uh, with information about how all of the versions, all the console versions will run. Uh, and I just wanted to run down that really fast in case that affects your purchasing decision. Um. So on uh, EA, this is from GameSpot as well. EA uh, shared the breakdown for maximum resolution frame rate. Uh, For original PS4, uh, the performance mode is up to 60 FPS and 1080p. Quality mode is up to 30 FPS and 1080p. Uh, PS4 Pro is performance mode is up to 60 frames at 1440p. And quality is 30 frames at 4K. Uh, PS5 is uh, performance mode is... 60 FPS, 1440p. Quality is 60 FPS, 4K. Um, so why you wouldn't run it at 4K? Well, it's a 4K target. Yeah, yeah. 4 All so, of these are up to. Well, no, yes. I yeah. So I think yeah, the the performance one I think is going to probably be like checkerboarded. So it's going to yeah. run more consistently at 60, whereas the quality mm-hmm. mode is going to prioritize the visual. So it'll be mm-hmm. up to 60, but will probably dip from time to time depending on the game. Fair enough. That's that's uh, the caveat there. Yeah. Uh, original Xbox One, uh, performance mode 60 FPS 1080p, quality 60 FPS 1080p. 
uh, Xbox One X slash Xbox Series S. Yeah, performance 60 FPS, working 40p. Uh, quality is 30 FPS 4K. And then last but not least, Xbox Series X performance mode. Uh, 120 FPS at 4K, quality 60 FPS 4K. So, uh, so yeah, even last-gen consoles getting 60 FPS, which is great to see. Um, these these performance modes can never yeah. go away. No. They, they can never go away. No. This is the generation that finally is going to fix 60 FPS for everybody. <laughs> yes. They can't, you can't take these away. <laughs> you can't go back. Even on um, last gen now, they're like, yo, we got to have a 60 FPS mode. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's the last piece of news. Just and that'll be the, the first game. time those games run at 60 FPS on a console. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's, that's crazy. True. Like, if you've only ever played Mass Effect on a console, you've only ever played at 30. And a lot of times, if you're lucky, because those games didn't always run the best but man that's that is good news for everyone involved there um who uh ross what do you uh you want to lead us off here sure with some games yeah so uh so first and foremost i still don't know how this has happened but apparently i've put almost like almost 40 hours into mlb the show um you're getting Power me thinking pass. I got to play that now. Like me and you got to like do something. We should do what we do in Madden, but with MLB. Let's get no, the Royals back to the World Series. Yo, man, I'm down. <laughs> Let's do uh, it. A new yeah, series so... coming to the half-gen YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two guys who really don't know any of the players, but... We just need a some... picture of us like standing back to back, and it's just going to be yeah. GM. <laughs> yep. The return of, of HGGM. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> the Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um inside joke uh but yeah so uh, i talked a little bit on the podcast about the march to october mode which is basically uh it sims a whole season but it uh in uh, a lot of the games it'll slot you in for kind of a key moment whether it's uh holding a lead where you just play the pitcher or it'll throw you in at the seventh inning in a close game and you'll play both sides of the ball um it's basically like a buffed up kind of super sim from uh from madden excuse me and i had a ton of fun with that uh did it with the royals ended up winning the world series with the royals and one super cool thing about that mode is that at the end of after the world series it'll be like do you want to import this into a franchise mode save i was like hell yeah that's super cool i did not think these modes were going to connect like that so i can just continue on what i was doing in franchise mode as the world series champions as the World Series champions, which I haven't done a ton of because I've been doing Road to the Show, which is the creative player story mode type of thing. And I find it to be a great balance. Like with 2K and with Madden, I appreciate what they've tried to do going for like these cinematic like movies, but it's too much for me. Um, the show is a great balance of, there's no real like, there's not a ton of cutscenes. Like, you get enough of, like, the you're working your way up just through, like, the main menu of, of like, the Road to the Show, like, your My Player, where he's just, like, sitting in the locker room, like, on his phone, and, like, his teammates are over sitting at a table, and people are just walking around. And it's super cool. Um, I've been playing a ton of it. So you start off, uh, start off being drafted. Um, you can be super general and be, like, 
yeah, I'll, I want whoever will take me. It's just an honor to play in the league. And I was like, no, I want to play for the Royals. And so <laughs> I, you can pretty much pick who you want to be drafted by, from my understanding, because it I worked for me first time. Every game is switched to that mode. I feel like a lot of them used to, like, you know, send you wherever. But I feel like mm-hmm. people, they like, a lot of games realized, like, hey, people want to play for their fucking team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if yeah. we rig it, they don't care. They want to play for their team. People yeah, don't care yeah. how they got the extra first round pick in, yeah. you know, nobody cares how the Rams got a first round pick this year. As long as I want to be on the Rams in Madden, there you it go. doesn't matter. Les Snead made it work without trading any picks makes, or players. It's 2K crazy. makes even less sense because your rival is literally the number one pick every time, yeah, unless yeah. you do everything a hundred percent perfect. So the Knicks, for example, in my game had the first number one and number two pick and they drafted my rival <laughs> and me. That's funny. You know, know. you know, yeah. because we both don't play uh shooting guard. Mm-hmm. That's, I didn't know that could happen. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Road to the Show, it's cool. So yeah, you pick who you get drafted by. You start off on their AAA affiliate. Uh, I got like several months into the season. Uh, was having a lot of fun. Uh, and then I got bumped up to the AA team. Or no, it goes AA to AAA. I got that yeah. backwards. Um, got bumped up to the AAA team to where I had been a two-way player. So I was doing, I was pitching, but also being like a, how you doing, Nat, over there with that, whatever you're opening? <laughs> This bag of peanuts was the hardest bag to open in my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so right now I'm on the AAA affiliate. I, I was a two-way player. Um, I, I'm, I've gotten a lot better at hitting in that game, but I'm still bad at it. So I was like, the, the manager came to me and was like, hey, the Major League, like the Royals are looking to bring you up, but um, it might help if you focus on uh, on one or the other. Um, for right now and then leaving the door open to be a two-way player i was like that makes sense i'm a much better pitcher than i'm a hitter so um haven't been called up yet looking forward to it um how is the pitching in that game because like i'm i'm scared that i'm gonna be bad at like i want to play that mode yeah but like i'm afraid to be bad at fielding like i kind of want to be an outfielder but i'm scared Uh, yeah, and so, I feel like pitching is the easiest kind of way to get in there. It's kind of like being a quarterback in Madden. It's like you just kind of get right. control of everything. But like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to hit though. Yeah. So the cool thing about MLB The Show, and again, this is coming from someone who has never played an MLB The Show game. So these might have been features since 2015, but they're new to me. Um, so hitting, fielding, and pitching all have multiple control methods that you can pick from. So like for hitting, you can do like the MVP baseball route where you just like hold a direction with the left stick and then like one button is contact swing. One button is power swing. You have uh, one where you have like a, like a PCI zone. So it's these like brackets with some dots in the middle where you can move it around the strike zone where you think the pitch is going to be. And you can move around while the pitch is coming and try to center the ball and hit it that way. Or you can do an analog swing where you just like fling up to hit or you can change it to where you kind of wind up. So you start off by pulling back and then flinging forward. And for me, like, like a lot of the high level players use the PCI zone because it's the most like exact. I found the most success for me personally using the analog swing, surprisingly. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with that, but like the pitching as well, like 
for pitching, there's again, the, like the analog option where it's like, you're doing like tricks from skate on the analog stick, depending on what pick, what pitch you're doing. I'm using like the MVP baseball, like meter where it goes over and then flings back and you have to hit a when it's in like the good zone. That's what I use because it's what I like. Now I've been having a lot of fun with that. And then fielding, um, there's, uh, basically like the button press where you have to hold it and release it when it's in the green zone for a good throw. So you don't overthrow. I use, um, analog stick directions. So like if you hit, uh, right on the right analog stick, it'll go to first base, so on and so forth. So they really let you kind of control the game how you want to through uh, their own kind of control methods or through like if you're more familiar with older baseball games like I am, you can go that direction. So it's super easy to get into. It'll take a while potentially to figure out the mix of control methods you want. But I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know if options. you I don't know if you mentioned I might have spaced for a second. I apologize. Sure. Um, sure. The fielding controls. How are those? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or was that the those, analog stick thing you were talking about? That was the analog stick thing. I was okay. Okay. About. I'm sorry. I, so, I, I no, I'll be good. honest. I spaced for a second. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think each, each, uh, each section of play from hitting, pitching and fielding all have three different, vastly different control options from each other. So you just mess around with it and figure out what feels good for you. I just um, want to hit, I want to just hit, hit some dingers, you know? Yeah, it's man, off-speed pitches will really, really throw you. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of different, a lot of different camera angles. They'll really throw you. Batting. They will. Um, but yeah, so I've put like thirty-five or forty hours into that game at this point, um, and just like, it's addicting. It's it's just it's just a lot of fun, um, which I would never have played if it wasn't for Game Pass. So thanks, Game Pass. Um, let's see, what else have I been playing? I finished. Um, I finished. Tell me why. Uh, the final say when uh, final say probably Monday I meant to also ask that about MLB the show so that's for both yep um, yeah so tell me why I'm going to write this down so I don't forget uh, final say Monday um, and then MLB the show uh, not for a while I still have to mess around with a lot of other modes um, fair enough I, I feel but, good though that you're taking that because I was thinking like boy one of us should do this yeah, we don't yeah. cover enough sports games. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like but, we're kind of underserving that a little bit. And I'm so glad that you did that because then I don't have to interact with <laughs> any. I just want to do home run derby and like make yeah. my guy. And just, I just want to hit home runs. It's all I want, man, is I just want to yeah. just be like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Home run. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's, there's also a uh, last thing on MLB. There's this awesome moments mode, which I think other sports games could do better with where they drop you into like a historic moment. Like they drop you into the moment and you have to play as like Babe Ruth when he calls his shot and he calls uh, his home run and like they match the broadcast style. Really so like, cool. so like the screen will be black and white. Like all of the graphics will be old timey and they have that from what I've seen for like the super old black and white from like the eighties and nineties, like those kind of graphics for like the scoreboard and everything. They have those. And then the modern day stuff, like the, the folks at, Sony San Diego, like you can tell, cares so much about the sport and it shows. Um, but yeah, so that's all I'll say about MLB. Um, tell me why. Please do. I really like I really like the game. Um, I think it could have benefited from having the five episodes, like Life is Strange. Like I think Life is Strange is still a, is still better for me. I think Tell Me Why is 
like better written uh but it feels at times kind of rushed uh but it's a very different story from life is strange and it's one again each episode only takes about like an hour and a half between like an hour and a half and three hours um there's only three episodes on console and pc game pass um it's a good just knock it out in a weekend um chris i think you would like it a lot Um, i will have to try it yeah so finish that um let's see what else i've played a little bit more loop hero still just being very cautious and just doing mostly resource runs at this point have you gotten Um, to the second boss yet i have not actually gotten to the second boss yet i haven't either yet that's why i was asking Yeah. yeah no no it's still I'm being very, very terrified of the second boss right now. I'm um, trying to get the, um, I'm trying to get those orbs because I want to build mm-hmm. the library. I'm trying to yeah. get the orbs for fighting the big groups. Yes. Can you yes. get those on the chapter one? Yep. That's how I got Because I got one yeah. in chapter two, but I did mm-hmm. one in chapter one where I built a bunch of the, the, the villages, the vampire villages. Uh, yeah. And I wasn't getting them. And I know it's a chance drop, so I wonder if maybe it's a higher chance on two. But then uh, you get the yeah. debuffs. Yeah, because I think if you look like at the before you start the run, it'll say like five percent increased chance of loot or whatever. I think. Um, yeah. So I guess I just need is. to. Yeah, I guess I just need it, to keep powering through that. Yeah, yeah, but um, still having fun with that game. That game is still great. Um, let's see. Um, Oh my god, there's definitely definitely missing something. Oh my god. What am I missing? Nothing on Switch. PlayStation. Oh my god. Near Replicant. Yes. Uh, I got Near Replicant uh, playing it on PS5. I'm about 13 hours in. Uh, game's good. Uh, you can definitely tell gameplay design aspects that are still some 2010 game design decisions you're not kidding um so uh they're like you have to move around a box to jump on and you can't move it diagonally only the cardinal directions which is um which is yeah not great but why would you ever want to move a box diagonally and you know (laughs) or you know horizontally yeah every day um but yeah, most of that game, um, I, just from kind of side by side comparisons with the original 2010 release, like it looks great. Um, the kind of environments are kind of barren, but I'm always I've always been kind of one for those. Like Shadow of the Colossus, like I love kind of just open, like not busy environments. They get the job they, done. They're, they they do. do their they job. Do. Like that's it. It's less is more in a lot it, of cases. It's, it's no frills. It's just like hey. This is the environment is not the important part of what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, my problem with Fallout uh, 4 compared to like new, 3 in New Vegas. Fallout mm-hmm. 4 is just so cluttered. Everywhere you look, there's just something on top of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it, it just helps. It just adds on to it that like the music for the areas just enhance it so much like so there's good. been multiple times in different zones where i've just stopped and listened to the music um it's if you liked near automata's soundtrack and you haven't played the original near like chris and i yeah it, you'll love it just as much um 
but yeah luckily i haven't had much spoil for me on the game um i have kind of gotten i'm past the halfway point with kind of the main story uh that i do know because uh, there's been some some pretty pretty significant events that have happened in the last couple of hours but um having a lot of fun with that uh we'll probably finish it up within the next week or so and uh and yeah i know there's five endings total uh four from the original game and they added an ending e for this game i've heard to get the endings it's kind of a pain um so i need to do some research on those i know like you have to unlock them in order and one of them you have to get like all 33 weapons in the game to unlock one of them so like again it's kind of that that 2010 philosophy of kind of padding out game time sort of sort of thing so let me know if there's anything i need to be aware of like i i know about the weapons mm-hmm. but just yeah, I, yeah, I don't the, the i don't want to miss anything about. yeah yeah i want to get all these endings yeah i don't think i don't think you can like miss anything and screw over your save file um but yeah i'll keep you keep you posted um and yeah i just Play more Avengers, uh, weekly resets tomorrow, so we'll jump back in at that point. And it, yeah, just find myself playing a lot more games recently, and I don't have anything coming up that I'm super pumped about. Like, I'm not I'm not going to play Resident Evil Village, which is kind of the big one for this month, so I'm going to keep finding games. Not trying that, to get spooked? Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm never trying to get spooked. But um, That's not his game. That's not my game, um, yeah. but but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding more games like Tell Me Why that I, that I missed out on to come back and and play because uh, right now, well, this doesn't help because right now most of the games I've played this year have been not from this year, which isn't helping me toward the end of the year this year. So um, so I need to find I do need to find some current games to play i have noja that uh danganronpa uh type of visual novel for switch that need to start at some point uh but right now the focus is definitely is definitely near uh with mlb on the side for when i just want to just want to have some fun just pitching you know so that is what i've been playing you want to jump in that hello I mean, I thought we were picking up our switches, yeah. so I was no, like, I'll I, pick my I, I just remembered because I was thinking about Bravely Default, and I was like, oh shit, my expedition. <laughs> <laughs> I did that like two days ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been playing quite a few games myself. I recently picked uh, this up. Pick, pick what up? Ring, Ring Fit Adventure, Adventure for our audio listeners. You know. Yeah. I thought that was going to get a more excited reaction, and it actually fell quiet. So, you know, I guess that's oh, it. That's my time for tonight. I'm coping with the fact <laughs> I think I have Joy-Con drift. The, you, you, mentioned it, you mentioned it last week, so uh, it's yeah. still going well? Yeah. Uh, the thing with it, I would try first. Uh, there's a little, uh, like, kind of skirt, if you would say, of silicone sure. that goes over the ball of the analog stick. I would yeah. get... Uh, alcohol and a q-tip and wipe under it because i thought i had those on my nice fancy neon joy cons which i bought because my old pair had it and once i did that they no longer drift so i would suggest that i think 
uh thing that causes it is like the dust getting in the laser or whatever. Yeah, and and worst case scenario, like replacement joysticks are like six bucks, and I took my Joy Cons apart, and it, they're super easy to take apart and mm-hmm. put back together. I, so. I mean, I don't really use the Joy Cons. It's just when I'm trying yeah. to go down one option, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, how about we just cycle for five minutes? I'm like, could you not? Yeah, yeah I it, would say. It, it, it might help in the short term to just pop off the Joy-Con and pop it back on. It might reset it. Yeah, I would say if you want a quick fix that's a little bit more permanent, if you don't have Joy-Con drift, but it's probably likely you do because I'm assuming those are your only pair of Joy-Cons or the original yep. one. That's the thing. I don't use them, though. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. So, yeah, I would, I would try the alcohol wiping under the, you know, silicone yeah. skirt or whatever it is. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm playing some Ring Fit Adventure. It's been cool. Still driving Mars crazy downstairs? Uh, no, nah, he, he isn't. He was only barking that one time because I was kind of jumping gotcha. up and down. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing. Uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Uh, Slay the Spire on my iPhone. That is maybe the best decision I've had in as far as commute entertainment. Yep. Because. Yep. Uh, Slay the Spire is a perfect game, and I agree. Playing it on the phone might be the perfect way to play because you can play as much as you want. You know, you, you like you can get in a battle for really quick, and I feel like I've played so much on PC that I know what most of the cards do, so I don't have to like super like fine comb read through stuff. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. on the phone, like everything is as big as it needs to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice sitting at the computer and playing it on this huge screen, but just the ability to take it with me and just, like, keep a run going on my phone is, like, so superior. I just need to unlock everything else again now, so... Yeah, it's that's the thing. I didn't didn't think I would like The Watcher as much as I do, but I Mm -hmm. love The Watcher in that game. Yeah. A lot of fun. I would say, um... Yeah, playing that, uh playing some monster hunter i really only played like the expedition and the tutorial and i really haven't played much more else but just because uh, i've been i've been playing in my like you know multiplayer friend time i've been playing uh outriders with some of my friends and they're having quite a hard time at it i'd barely die in that game yeah it's the, a, your biggest uh, challenge is logging on they fixed it they fixed it last no, week. No, no, there's there's another bug Saturday. though. There is a current bug uh, that is killing players from attacks that should not kill them. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So every time they fix something, now. they break something else, unfortunately. Um, my character is broken. Uh, I haven't I set up my characters to a way where like I have this LMG and if as long as I'm firing it, I literally can't die because no. I regen health with lifesteal. So, you know, big capacity gun, I just keep shooting, I don't die. Nice. So that's been yeah, my it's... strat. <laughs> I got yeah, I got an I ability on my Devastator that um, it sends out these waves, mm-hmm. but every enemy it hits, it pulls health back to me. So mm-hmm. I just armor up and like I just go in, I slam, I armor up, and I cast that in a big group of enemies, mm-hmm. and they'll start taking me down, and then I just heal it all back, and I'm just like, da, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, right now all my guns I'm are pulses. Level, so. I think I'm level think i'm level 18 if i'm not mistaken and i'm no. at world rank nine i i can't wait to get 
a Series S from Chris so I could play Outriders. <laughs> we just got to figure out the logistics of getting it to you. Yeah, the logistics. Is, I, I've just accepted your first payment. Uh, we thank you yes. for your uh, mm-hmm. for your continued uh, you know on time payments. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, Outriders has been interesting to say the least. It was nice, you know, even I, I'll deal with an in-game bug, like, you know, something not balanced right or something, something weird, but not being able to log in might be the most frustrating bug ever. Like, I can't even, you know, play through how shitty the game is if, if I can't even play it. You know See, what I mean? I heard that they fixed that part, though. I'm saying I can log in and play. But I'm saying that was my biggest concern. Yeah. But now I don't care because I don't watch any of the cutscenes. I don't care about anything. I shoot shit and act like that's the main point. This is this game is a shooting range for me. I don't know this game. Like I've just come to embrace the B game nature of it, and I'm just like I want to see what they do. I don't want to see. I got. I got to see the cutscenes because I got to see what they do. I don't want no cutscenes. Nothing. <laughs> I don't care. Nothing about that. It's skip, skip, <laughs> skip everything. It's, I'm going to type in the Twitch chat. Ski up for the title. Shouts out to Shannon Sharp. That's Shannon Sharp yelling to Skip Bayless. Skip. Skip. That's so true. I'll put it in oh. staff chat because that's where I'm actually going to look for it later. Oh, Good. But yeah, those cutscenes are still terrible. I went to World War, you know, Next Planet 2, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you would describe this. But there was a battlefield, you know, war on another planet. Like, there's this war everywhere else. But this somehow, like, was like, uh, it seemed like it was a Call of Duty map <laughs> with aliens running around it, essentially. <laughs> Not aliens, but like, like you know, uh, you know, space marines running around it, I guess. I guess mm-hmm. that's the better analogy there. And that well, was on really that planet, weird. We're the aliens. I guess, yeah. But so it was it was weird because there were trenches and stuff, and my friends kept dying, and I just kept shooting my gun that as long as I shoot, I don't die. So, you know, that was fun. And I have this lightning dash, because I had a roll, but now I have a dash, and you know, I just I just run away. Nice. And then nice. I, you know, use my sniper rifle, I snipe two times and hit them with decay, and then I pull out my big LMG again and I shoot and I keep not dying. And I run around to save my friends, you know, perform my my voodoo revives on them. Yeah, I I think can't that's wait to play it. Back. Oh, we played Divinity, but yeah. yeah, we did play Divinity. That was a thing. That's okay session. We got uh, a lot a done, great, but it, no, it, was great, it was a great session. We killed a lot of things. It just came to a slow halt at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it just felt like a lot of it ended up swiped, being way too easy. No, we literally wiped three things, and yeah, while they were easy, they were fucking hard at one point, so it felt yeah. satisfying, and then that's it just true. felt like a, a slow, like, you know, grind. And that's we not even counting unf- uh, Riker. We just business. wiped him up. We mopped him up yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah. He, we, yeah, we all knew he was going to flip. Talking about but... uh, the witch, the stupid dead thing mm-hmm. and something else we killed that big that big yeah. demon the thing that was uh decaying everybody i'm saying that guy the yeah. witch and what else did we kill riker riker but i wasn't counting him in in be in like the something that's sort of serious the conversation time. yeah <laughs> yeah but we were always gonna kill we never had riker. a chance to fight him you know what i mean so yeah. we didn't have any perspective we were, we were on, on yeah. how yeah. strong he potentially was aside from him you know getting mad at me for stealing stuff we didn't really have any perspective Oh, and then we yeah. fought those dudes um, at the tree. Well, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah we yeah. fought the the pain dealer guys. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the pain weavers. Um, yeah, and then yeah, the, we got to uh, figure out what we're gonna do about the what's his name. I we should kill him. Oh, the advocate. Yeah, yeah, kill him. Kill him. What what good is gotcha. he? We're done with his quest. What good is he to us? If what anything, killing him might get us another quest. Because his master like, might come for us. I feel like we've lost out on so many quests by killing people, though. Yeah, That's... but we're done with him. I, I just don't see a reason. Because we have him. a quest I, I to do it. Quest, but I don't know what the other guy's motivation is to kill him. Let's find out by killing I'm him. Saying, let's, I'm saying let's find <laughs> out, but let's not just kill him. You know what I mean? He didn't do That's anything. That's the only way we're going to know. I feel like that guy has been one of the more straightforward people in this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the advocate? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. just been yeah, like very cut dry, and I respect that. That's why I'm like, why do we have to kill this guy? Because it, I, he, I have a quest, and it's taking up space mm-hmm. in my log. I see that. But, the you know, other, maybe what we, we should could do. start a new quest by going and killing the other guy Listen, I'm for just sending us to kill such a stand-up dude. The fucking pain weavers told us to kill him. That one dude told us to the kill him. The pain weavers, the same guys we who were a bitch. For, that were clearly trying to gentrify that tree. <laughs> Which may or may not Snapchat. be a person. Gentrify uh. that tree. Type it in. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, if, if you're going to kill were the like advocate, the Brooklyn I'm, I'm... settlers of that nether island. <laughs> that's an that's a inside joke. Me and my friend JP were in Bloomsburg one time. And for lack of better terms, we've seen these two Caucasian people arguing, you know. And I say Caucasian because it's like there's a certain type of like, 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 how do I say? Not, not. <laughs> it's it's arrogance it's a certain type of arrogance these guys walked with and it was this one mm. guy who was like kind of distressed and this other guy who just had like you know his button up polo getting out of his mercedes and stuff and he was like you can't treat me like this i settled this neighborhood you wouldn't have allowed to be here if i didn't settle this there were crackers that would have robbed you each left and right and i was like whoa this guy's a se- like a settler so that's me and JP's favorite term to call, you know, gentrifier settlers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because it's but yeah, if, if 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 you're gonna, I'm gonna sit the advocate battle out. I I have I I don't feel a need. Yeah, I I also would like to sit this out. You would say so we should go. Can, let's go talk to that guy again and tell him we talked to the advocate. Let's see if that's something we can do. Yeah, yeah that's what I want to do. I would rather do that happened. than just kill him for no reason. Also, that yeah, guy had yeah. somebody in a cage for no reason that he wouldn't really explain. It was a demon. Demons have rights beca- too. Did Do he they? turn him into a demon? We, like, don't, we don't know. know. But we wait, don't know anything about I that I want to find out. <laughs> yeah, but we do. That I'm by just talking, saying we trusted the big ass troll, but we supposed to just trust this guy with a <laughs> demon in a cage? Like, <laughs> so true. he's stronger than us. <laughs> the a- I mean, everything was stronger than us until we wiped the floor with them. This guy was probably only level sixteen. What we got to level up that. one more time? I, I think your mic might have bumped up. No, I'm just speaking loud. That's what I told no, you. He's sure you don't. I, that's why I told you before. Are you sure you want me to bump it up? You <laughs> yeah, know, that no, but this 4%. is louder than three. He's also sitting closer to the mic. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, so. Anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Nat, on the advocate. Let's talk to the, the guy advocate, with the demon and cut, cage and clean, see what dry. His he wanted are. to teach us the skill. He said, "Yo, here this is." He also said, "Hey." Yeah, I'm not even. I'm gonna keep it. He said basically this. I'm gonna keep it funky with you. My master doesn't want me to do this, but if you become more powerful, fuck that dude. I fuck with that guy. 
He let his loyalty and allegiances be known. Whoever's the strongest, he's rocking with. And inevitably, we're going to be the strongest. So, yeah. It's just an ally for us. Yeah. I just want to kill shit. <laughs> I know. We have killed so much. Yeah. And I want more. You have That's a- how we I'm pretty sure we would have source vampirism if we didn't kill that guy outside of that first town standing on the hanging thing. I'm pretty sure he was the like the first guy that was supposed to teach That's us source science. vampirism. That was Tony's fault. No, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'm just saying we should stop <laughs> killing shit for no reason. Well, no, but remember he lit them on fire. No, I remember. That's the problem is you got to stop lighting people on fire. looking back in after we stopped playing yesterday, I'm pretty sure he was the guy who was supposed to teach us source vampirism. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is because nobody lets Ross talk to anybody and then they get in a conversation and they're like, uh-oh, I can't get out. Classic Tony maneuver. Uh-oh, I, yeah. I can't get out of this one. Well, boys, we're going to fight him. Let, let, let's, be, <laughs> let's be real here. Tony is a problem. <laughs> I was going to say, sidebar, like, I talk when I talk to people, it's like, I feel like I give it clear one of yo, this guy is, I rarely speak to people aside from with the sole fact of trading. Mm-hmm. And no, most times I'm when I'm trading, I try it. to leave. And this guy, like, I was trying to trade with him, and he was just trying to speak to me. So I was like, okay, let's see where I'm this goes. I'm just saying, you, you and Ross are the most likely to get in, in a conversation with somebody. And then Tony usually does it if he runs off on his own. And that's how mm-hmm. he got in that fight last night. So all I'm saying is either get your goddamn persuasion up, or if you see somebody, tell Ross. <laughs> Because he's got chilling. the silver tongue. He, I'm Ross chilling. needs to talk to these people because he's talking demons out of fighting us. Not, because like, here's, the thing like, is, here's the thing. Is, if I felt like it was going to be a fight, literally, my persuasion is low, but my bribe and stuff is high because I have the barter thing. I could literally buy my way out of every conversation. It's 20 gold most times. I can't yeah. afford it in spades. Well, yeah, then, but then it's just do like, that. Then do that. But like, <laughs> but I know, didn't I'm start any saying, fights out of conversation. I started no, one fight. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just saying because like there's a, there are times where we get people like you know in a in a you know conversation with an important character and like it's not Ross talking to them and then you know we're we're selling shit to him for 15 minutes and I'm just like yo I want to fucking go do something because nice. well, I don't have anything to do in that scenario except like well, fucking jump around. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, we all kind of have that. Like, it's the same when, when you're, like, stealing it from an entire village. Everybody that's is standing there, you know, thing. looking yeah, around. Yeah, but the whole time people. I'm stealing, not selling to one person. No, I'm literally, <laughs> I literally am not selling in those points. I'm literally holding somebody, and I'm on my phone, or I'm watching the Nick game on the next screen or something, because I'm like, I can't do anything. There's some times There's where I'm selling stuff, to have people face different and ways. it's more times it's, it's me trying to figure out what weighs the most, because I have so much stuff, and this is not even, like, a active choice now i literally stopped picking stuff up except for valuable stuff and i still have too much fucking stuff <laughs> i've just been giving everything to ross now he didn't even notice i have two and have you seen ross's inventory it's pretty jam-packed it's got I'll, I'll, two like thirds were paintings the yeah. <laughs> he's so a fucking paintings. walking talking art gallery oh my god there was so how many how could such a small man also how can we hate the advocate when he literally bought all those paintings for us for no fucking reason it's not that i'm just fucking like the one thing that fucking annoys me is just like we fucking get the wrong people talking to the people at the wrong time and then we get in a fight with like a fucking troll that was like talking to us like that's the shit that upsets me is like like fine we don't want to fight the advocate fine but then it's like every i feel like every scenario where i'm like hey i want to fucking hear what this guy has to say somebody fucking struts on up 
Well, I agree because be I can somebody see. fucking struts on up. Well, you're not saying somebody. Like, oh, you're hey, saying Cipher <laughs> struts yeah, on up because literally again. the only time I get in fights with NPCs is because you stole something and they come and press me and like, oh, you have something else stolen from well, my third cousin eight times over. <laughs> and then we fight I'm them because they caught. press me. I'm not trying to fight them. But they're like, I'm oh, yeah, you had caught. something stolen. I'm not getting caught. Stop That's sending me I'm stolen saying. shit. I can buy I'm it is what I'm saying. I don't send anybody anything. You have stolen shit equipped. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't how, have how, that How shit. did I get the stolen shit? Because I stole it. Exactly. I could have bought it. <laughs> not all the time. I could have bought it. Okay, from future <laughs> reference, anything for me, don't steal it. I'll go buy it. That's all I have. That's my identity. So then don't tell me, don't tell me, don't get caught then. Well, alternatively, don't. (laughs) Or what am I supposed to do? I I have, I have a solution. I have a solution. Matt will buy anything for him, any of his gear that he wants. Any other stolen stuff sits on me because I can talk (laughs) my way out of anything. So that's the way we're doing this moving forward. Tony is the problem (laughs) because... He literally just is like, oh, for that troll thing, no remorse. He's like, oh, man, sorry. He's like, well, I guess, nope, I'm going to kill him now. It's like, he doesn't care. That's the problem. Tony doesn't care. That's a title. You know know what alternatively is another problem? The fact that nobody talks about it, but Tony's fire does absolutely nothing. It's me coming in with my sweeper bow (laughs) and shooting eight people. It does more to us than it does to it anything does. else. It's true. It literally does he, nothing. And now he can start to do like necrofire stuff. I like fi- I don't. No, necrofire will help. Uh, hopefully, because that'll do me? more damage to enemies. But it will also do more damage to us. <laughs> don't get hit. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me literally, just that that's why I'm far as fuck. Hours. He's I'm been gonna, getting better. I'm trying to focus beeline getting source vampirism so I can always have that stupid Hawkeye thing and I'm gonna get glass cannon and I'm gonna shoot everybody from two towns over so I don't have to meet anybody's shenanigans. I can't get caught. I can't fumble a conversation. Nothing if I'm two towns over shooting people. Listen, fine. Listen, if we want to fucking buy everything, fine. But like... I'm not saying buy anything. I I would literally just buy my stuff. I have all this shit invested in thievery. Like, that's my thing. Yes. I I also have all this shit invested in barter, but then then you completely invalidized my my whole shit. Because okay. The thing is, is because I steal it, and then you sell it back to them. But I can't sell it back to them because now you're stealing their money before I can even sell it to them. (laughs) That, that, that has happened. Now, it is literally happened for the past four towns. For money. <laughs> I tried saying, to steal stuff. Fine, fine. I'm saying all of that is fine. I'm not asking you to change any of that. I'm saying don't tell me not to get caught because I could literally buy it. Just let me go buy my shit and I will never have a problem ever again. You will never have no complaints <laughs> about me if I can buy it myself. I gotta just go fucking back. I literally have $20,000 20, gold on my character. No, I just yeah, don't know what still... the fuck else to do because, like, that's no, the thing. If I'm Chris, not stealing, I, Chris, I fucking don't Chris, do anything. Literally, Chris, listen to what we're saying. You still steal stuff for everyone else except for Nat. No, but the problem is, is yeah, we could just buy it. I get it, but that's the thing no, is, if we just, just no, his gear. No, but regardless, we listen. I'm sitting on like ninety thousand fucking gold. 
Like yeah, we all are. I, yeah. I have a fucking mountain of gold that I Between sit on. Between all of us, I, like, I'm pretty sure we have 250,000 gold. We could go fucking buy the fucking island we started the game on. Like we could just buy Fort Joint and just yeah, be no. done with this. But yeah. like the thing is, not- is like if I'm not no, but the, like listen. I get it because we can buy everything. I can buy anything because somehow I got bartering and now I can buy shit and like people will sell me, will take, will give me more for my shit and like whatever. Right. I've started just buying stuff, but that's the thing. It's like, I want to steal shit, that's but there's no scenario where it's, va- it's no, but stop. What I'm saying is there's no scenario where it's valuable for me to steal anything right now other than for the fun of stealing it. No, yes. So still have fun stealing it just for everyone except Nat. I'm saying, but the thing is, is stuff. if anybody equips anything stolen, they're going to get caught. That's the Except thing. For is me. He's no, he's not getting he, caught. Listen, well, if Cipher if, it doesn't matter because he's going to burn everything anyway. No, <laughs> if I give Nat a crossbow that I stole, and Nat equips that crossbow, and we go three towns over, and somebody is perceptive enough to be like, "Hey, that crossbow was stolen," he still gets caught. That's the problem. That's- that's what it we're saying. Matter, and Matt will can, buy his own stuff, so he won't have that problem. It, but it doesn't help if it if it's something that I steal from somebody else. Yeah, you can only steal stuff that's for sale. I can go. No, buy I it. can steal shit from fucking anywhere. That's that's what I'm, that's what we're saying. Is I can go in a chest can, and fucking steal something. It doesn't have to you be can, on. A you person. can still steal for the fun of it. And I will hold the stolen stuff, so then no one gets caught. But what I'm saying is, if I go, if we're in, if we're in a fucking village, and I go into the back of the bar, and I fucking pick the lock on a chest, and I steal a crossbow, and this crossbow is good a for crossbow. Nat. Yeah. No, he can't buy it because I stole it from something else. It's not on a person. Not everything I steal comes from people. No, I get I'm what stealing you're from fucking red mark chests all the time. I broke into that dude's house and stole a bunch of shit. That stuff is still stolen. Anything on him that is stolen, whether it comes from a person he can buy it from or not, is still stolen. That's the point I'm trying to make. Regardless, if something is good, he's going to have something stolen on his person if we cannot buy it from a vendor. I have nothing stolen on me because that last time now you said it and I said, okay, cleaned out my inventory, equipped nothing but stuff I bought. I'm saying I I but that's I what I'm saying we can't equip if I can stolen. no but if I can steal a better fucking crossbow for you you should use it that's the whole point so that's the, the thing, thing is, either we got it like that's the thing is either I'm stealing shit or I'm not I'm either gonna steal shit or I'm gonna refund all those points and I'm gonna fucking put them into survivability I, I, I think you you're going steal. all in either way you just steal shit for you cipher and me. I'm saying my stuff, my stuff, like the differences in bows, like you're going to find, there's going to be a marginal difference. Like, because literally the past seven bows people look at, I've had the strongest bow I can get for the past three playthroughs so far. And I'm saying like, right. But I'm just saying whether it's a bow or not, whether and not, but if it's armor, but if it's armor and I find a better piece of armor for you, if it's a huge improvement over your armor, you're not going to equip it because it's stolen. He's he's a glass cannon anyway. The my armor, armor is not going to make armor, a difference for him. I don't. It, I don't how, need fancy. I need. I need modifiers. Not. Not. Yeah, but, actual but that's value. what I'm saying. If it's got the shit you need on it, like we can't afford to not have you equip better shit just because it's stolen. Well, well what I'm saying is, because I'm in a specific zone where my stuff, my armor, doesn't necessarily cost a lot. 
because I'm just after modifiers and not. No, I get that. But like what, what you're not understanding is if I go in a fucking wardrobe mm-hmm. and I steal fucking legs that have like plus three huntsmen and plus two warfare or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's a noticeable improvement for you, it's still stolen. But what I'm saying is, yes, it's still stolen, but what everything that I can buy has those modifiers. Like I've we haven't come across anything that like modifier wise, most of the time it's raw value and the rarity will be up and it will have a, a slot for a rune or something. But just off of strictly modifiers, most times you get the best modifiers from a shop. At least from how we've been playing till this point, is all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Then I then there's no purpose in me stealing anything. Then at this point, if we're just gonna, if we can just buy the best stuff, there's no point in having me being able to steal anything. There's no value if we can just buy it all. No, you could literally steal everything. I'm just saying, my no, because but that's not the point. Because we have all the money, we have all this money. I'm stealing because it's fun. But like, if if there's no point in me stealing it just to get more, what am I gonna do? Get more money? Like, there's no point. If we could just buy everything, then we buy everything, and I just need to reset my skills. That's 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 it. That's the long and short of it. If there, if we can just buy all the best gear, there is no reason for me to be stealing. I mean, unless you're having fun stealing. Well, yeah, but if everybody doesn't want to wait around for me to steal, then there's no point. Man, you can do whatever you want, man. Whatever is the most fun. Yeah, but it, it, it's not accomplishing anything. I mean, if if you want to get big picture about this, we're playing a video game. We're not accomplishing it. Don't 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 <laughs> don't start with that shit. Don't start with that. Uh, we are accomplishing friendship time. That is the <laughs> greatest treasure of all. Um, but no, I, I'm not even like trying to come at it from like a place of hate, but it's just being realistic is like if, if it's going to be a situation where it's like, OK, you know, we're just going to buy all of our gear, then I should not be stealing. I should just go and re I think do, respect my points. I think because the, then I, that, I just that just changes my build. And now I can focus everything on just doing damage. I think the problem is we're not looking at this from where we started. We're looking at this from a new perspective. And where we started was you told me not to get caught with stolen goods. I'm saying, but that's the point. It's like, if I steal something that's better for you, regardless, I I don't care if you can buy something. If I steal something that is better than what you can buy, then you would have to either make the conscious decision to not equip this better item or you have to equip it and then be aware that I'm going to be stealing from people and you're going to get caught because you're you're there, whether you're talking to somebody, whether you're doing something else, somebody's going to walk up to you and be like, let me look at your shit. And I'm saying, yes, that's fine, but you can't get mad at me if somebody starts getting in a fight with me because of me having something stolen on me because I don't have the, the checks to get through that. I'm just saying if I'm stealing, don't be near people. I'm, but here's the thing is I'm not. Normally what happens is I'm holding a view for somebody and then you stop and I'm the person they beeline for. Yeah, but not what I'm one saying of those is, is when I say I'm done, like you, what I'm saying is don't keep holding them. Just fucking leave. Once I'm Every done stealing from caught, the person, it hasn't been because I, I wanted to stay there. It's literally they beeline for me and I'm booking it and they stop me. It's not one of those things where I'm trying to get caught. Like ideally, I would never be seen. 
See, I just fucking cloak and dagger out. Like, that's the first thing I do is cloak and dagger, and I book it. Like, I just fucking run. And, and most of the time, I feel like Nat's in the middle of it because he's selling all the shit that we just stole. So, like, he's already in the area anyway. And 75% of the time, it's not a problem because they don't have the perception enough to realize what we have from the next town is stolen. Literally, it's been two times somebody has pressed me about, oh, I've had something stolen from another town. Yeah, like, I, know, I was looking for an item. The, but again, that's the thing is like if if I'm we saying, don't if, this has if we don't want to deal with that, times, then I need to stop stealing. No, but what I'm saying is you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because I'm saying literally it's 18 times it's we've been good and two times it's been bad. But it's gonna keep. But it's the two most recent. They're gonna as enemies get stronger, as as people get higher level, they're gonna get more perceptive. They're gonna notice that stuff. So that's why I'm saying it's more and more likely to happen the further we go into the game and we start getting involved with higher level characters. So again. If we just don't want to deal with it, then I need to not be stealing. You're looking at me. I'm trying to make the responsible decision here because I'm going to keep if if we're not going to do that, I'm going to keep stealing. But like right now, I just don't fucking see the value in it because every time I steal, we, we either don't sell it. Or it's just worthless. And then, you know, Nat's got a full inventory for six towns because I'm just really good at stealing. I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just if you don't want me to steal any, like if it's a situation where it's not worth me stealing anymore, then I should respect my character to do more damage or something. Because I have a lot of points into thievery. I have like seven points in thievery right now. Or I just stop investing in it. I don't know. I just that's that's all I'm saying is like I I am invested in that, but I don't have to be. We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see what uh, Trouble Tony has to say about it when we play. Get his opinion. But yeah, like you guys are coming at me like I'm just offering to not steal anymore. Don't look at me like that. No. I'm, saying, I'm yeah. No, I'm just saying I'm fine with you stealing. I mean, like, just, I'm fine it, it doesn't seem worth it anymore. Though I'm not I'm not having as much fun stealing because I'm not doing anything with it. But I, I I just hate the idea of if I give it up. Like the thing is, is like I'll give it up and I'll do more damage and fights or maybe survive more. But I hate the idea of like if we get in a situation where it's like, oh hey, here's this fucking, you know, stuff. Oh, there's this person who won't sell stuff, but they got something good on them, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I take it. Ultimately, comes down to what you want to do. I'm just saying everybody's going to have stolen shit on them, and someone is going to notice. And the only person who can talk their way out of it is Ross, because he can talk himself out of fucking anything. He could be in jail. He'd convince the guard that he's actually out. Yeah. Oh, I'm the guard. Oh, shit. My bad. Here's the keys. I'll get I'm in. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Ross gets on a boat and says, I'm the captain now. And they're just like, when did this happen? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Ally. Yeah. Ally. 
<laughs> that, that was the best one yet. Um, I feel like that's a good place to end it. Oh, okay. Or, Chris, you haven't even talked about your games. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just... I'm going to go cry. <laughs> I'm Commander Shepard. Yeah. This is the saddest place I've said it out. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about what you've been playing? Um, I haven't been stealing Infinity. Uh, <laughs> um, I have also been playing near. Uh, today I fought uh, Riven of a Thousand Orifices, uh, and that was fun. Um, I've found <laughs> that just like it looked like you were giving me like the weirdest smirk for a second, but it might have just been your camera. I was just, uh, just sitting here. I was hoping to get something out of you with that one. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't want to step on a landmine, man. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here. We weren't reaching um, a conclusion. So I said, oh, let me just shut up. Uh, so see, I stepped on another landmine. I should have just shut up. <laughs> so um, weird. Yeah, so uh, otherwise I played um, Apex. I played the new 3v3 mode. I'm currently undefeated. Uh, Spitfire is a really good gun. I like the arenas. Uh, not as much as the Battle Royale, but they're fun to just kind of get in there, shoot some people. Uh, they're bigger than I expected, uh, which is both good and bad. Um, but it's it's fun. I, I, I had a good time. My boy Mirage, undefeated. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and then just been playing Destiny, running GMs. Um, they showed the new season, uh, Season of the Splicer, which looks really cool. Uh, I'm very excited for that next week. Uh, and that's pretty <coughs> much it. That's pretty much all I got. Nice. <sighs> Uh, yeah, so that uh, seems like an episode. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week, as always. How you doing? Okay. <coughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Later.